Five days, that's it. Left. Uh, I got four days left in 2023. Everybody knows what it all means. It is we uh, are uh, counting down the final days of 2023 with you because uh, New Year's Day is going to be Michigan and Alabama, the college football semifinal. Everybody knows that. Jerry Diario is with us, the former Wolverine. We're ready to talk about that game and some other things uh, in uh, and around college football. Jerry, how are you? I'm doing great, Danny. Great to be a Michigan Wolverine. How are you? Yeah, yeah I'm doing good. You know, I'm, uh, you know, you get to a point where I don't know if it's where you get older, like you say, everybody, you know, like uh, at some point in March and everything, people will be like, hey, 150 days to the season. I'm like, I know, I know, like we're counting them down. I'm going to try to enjoy the, the summer and everything else, but they're doing, you know, the same thing after the the Big Ten championship game. You know, it's oh, a month off, you know, and uh, and I was like, I just, you know, enjoy each day, you know, and Christmas and everything else. But, you know, I'm getting here to the final yeah, days where I am ready. I'm like right with everybody else ready to kind of just put, get ready for this game coming up on Saturday. Jerry, you know, the, we're going to talk about it, but, you know, the, they're out there in California. I think, you know, the, the haze in the barn, like we're ready. We're ready to open it up and, you know, get this one underway at around five o'clock on Monday. Yeah. And uh, I think we should be uh, feeling pretty good. Um, I like where we're at. Um uh... I like what I saw on their defense. I think we can uh, take advantage of some things. I think there's some matchups there that uh, uh, are favorable for us. And uh, I like our uh, I like our prospects. Well, you know, there's. And I'm glad to hear you say that. You know, there's always people that are going to be worried about every game that Michigan goes into. Worried about you know. The, the future of recruiting, the future of the coaching staff. It's, I mean, there's always, if you want, you know, things to be worried about. And it, I, I recall just, it was um, a week or two ago, somebody was just on, on Twitter and they were, I don't know if they were complaining, but Samaj Morgan had, you know, the, the great kick return right in the Big Ten championship game. And the guy was saying like, I guess it's fair to ask where this has been all year, you know, and somebody I was going to get in there and say, well, you know, he's just a freshman and, uh, you know, look at Jake Thaw. I think he showed his value. He might've had some uh, spots where I I think people were uh, getting a little bit, uh, they wanted something else back there, but then, you know, he showed his value. I think it was in the Penn state game, had a couple of nice catches and uh, you know, really did a nice job for Michigan. And, you know, somebody had pointed that out and, you know, he's like, I just want to know, I'm always worried. And, you know, if Jerry, if you lose, uh, you know, if if uh, if Michigan wasn't sitting in the spot they were, I think you could go back and there would be some things you'd say, oh, well, maybe this or maybe that. But you know, everything worked. You know, they they got to this point. So we'll we'll touch a little bit more on Michigan just being five days away from the Rose Bowl and their matchup against Alabama. Uh, Jerry mentioned looking at some of the uh, the tie tape last week. We watched uh, a little bit of the Iron Bowl with Alabama and Auburn. We saw Auburn do some nice things, especially in the run game. We watched the SEC championship game with Georgia coming down. And, and, you know, there were some things on tape, Jerry pointed out, that Michigan will certainly be looking at. Jerry, you're going to go back to one of the teams that is in the other semifinal at night on New Year's Day, Texas. They went into Tuscaloosa earlier in the year, and you're going to, uh, present some of that film. We're looking forward to that. 
Uh, let's start though with with, uh, with bowl season. I don't know, J- Jerry. There's uh, there's uh, there's bowls on every day. Heck, there's one on you know starting right now. I mean, you uh, do you uh, you catch any of them or because of where it's at now? No, you don't watch any of them. No, I, I watch them, Denny. I, the, the one that really uh, that, that keeps surprising me is Northwestern. Um, to to beat you know, Utah. I, I would consider them a perennial power right now, at least in the pack, the old Pac-10 anyways. I mean, they've been in the Rose Bowl two times in the last uh, um, three years. And and so they, you know, and they've um, gone against Ohio State and they've gone against Penn State in those Rose Bowls and they've um, beaten um, USC and UCLA and those teams to get to the Rose Bowl. So for Northwestern to pull that off and, and the uh, job that they've done all year long, you, you have to tip your hat to them and say congratulations uh, on a great year. And um, you, you got to look at that program and say, this could be somebody we need to keep an eye on. Uh, they're up and coming. Uh, their facilities out there are phenomenal uh, right on Lake Michigan. Um, their biggest problem is, uh, you know, recruiting and their uh, admissions. But um, um, they seem to be doing pretty well with the, with the kids they have. So um, I think uh, Northwestern was a real, uh, real surprise there. Yeah, I would agree with you, especially considering what they had to go through from Pat Fitzgerald to the new head coach. If you would have said they wouldn't have won any games, I could say, yeah, I can understand, you know, the kids were hitting the transfer portal, a uh, little bit of a, you know, a scandal, whatever it was. And, um, but yeah, look at them winning the bowl game, pretty impressive. Let's look at some of the, other bowl games that will be out there. First, I want to tell everybody, you know, Christmas. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Also, hope you took advantage of giving that gift of the Maize and Blue review to that special Michigan fan in your life by going to michigan.rivals.com. But guess what? If you didn't do that and you're having some kind of Christmas remorse, well, you could come back over the top and it's still like Christmas. Join the Maize and Blue review today by going to michigan.rivals.com. That is the way that it's done. Well, right now, this is really, I mean, this week, but uh, as, you know, the, the days go by, the games get, you know, I think more attractive and more attractive. Now, you might not like this slate tonight. We got four today, four tomorrow, four Friday, and four Saturday. I mean, if you're a college football fan, you can sit around watching game after game after game. <laughs> Out of these four games, Jerry, is there one, if you had nothing out? I mean, if you could just watch one of these games, is there one that's jumping out to you? I'll tell you what, Denny. I'm going to start off by saying this, and, and and I've got my feelings on the transfer portal um, both ways. Uh, I, I think there could be some things done there to maybe improve it a little bit. But with the transfer portal, it really makes handicap in these bowl games extremely difficult. You have to really know what's going on and who's where. Um I'm looking at that Louisville game, and I, I can't see uh, USC um, um, doing anything against uh, Louisville. I think Louisville will be fine. Uh, I think their offense will get it back on track. Uh, they went up against a great Florida State team, a great Florida State defense, one of the best in the country probably. And, um, you know, they got smacked down a little, little bit. But uh, I think Braun will uh, have his boys ready, and uh, I think Louisville will pull off a, a big win there. Um, I agree with you. I, I don't think USC wants to be in that game. It's not like, you know, going down to San Diego from Southern California, is some big treat for those, uh, for those fans or, 
for the players there. Meanwhile, Louisville, you know, that would be huge for Braun. What is, uh, I guess it's his first season, right? So yeah, Michigan right. played uh, against his Purdue team in the Big Ten championship game last year. So that's a real big deal there for uh, Louisville. Yep, yep. I, I, I really do. I think the, that is a huge, uh, huge opportunity for Louisville. And uh, what a great turnaround. I mean, you got to give it to Braun. I mean, he's done a great job at Louisville this year. Um, think about it. Last year, he's in the Big Ten championship game, and now he's in the ACC championship game. So, you know, hats off to him, uh, even though uh, uh, he possibly collaborated with some of our adversaries. Um, <laughs> I like that Tulane team against Virginia Tech. I, I think Virginia Tech, uh, uh, the ACC, uh, they're they're reeling a little bit. And um, uh, I, th I think Tulane has uh, been a pretty consistent team over the last two years. They've got some nice weapons on offense, and uh, I think they'll be uh, uh, rolling ten uh, Virginia Tech pretty good. So I got uh, Louisville and Tulane. Um, that Oklahoma State game, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if the real Oklahoma State team showed up against Texas. And what I mean by that is I, I think they got talked out of their running game early. And it put them behind the eight ball quick. Um, I, I, I'm looking for a, a different Oklahoma State team to show up, even though my good friend DJ Durkin is the defensive coordinator down at Texas A&M. I'm going to have to pick against them. I think uh, Oklahoma State's got some offensive weapons and uh, uh, they can do some stuff. So those, those are my, uh, my three big picks. And I'll take North Carolina uh, over uh, West Virginia. Picking them all, you know, I like Ali Gordon for Oklahoma State, and he's going to be in the uh, the game tonight, which is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, it looks like he's coming back to right. Stillwater. Uh, so then the four tomorrow, the odd one with SMU and BC. There's a a Big Ten clash in the Bronx in the Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers and Miami, two teams that nobody uh, around here really likes. Uh, Bag you. And uh, and Rutgers, and then you also have uh, NC State and Kansas State. Here's the game. If I'm going to pick one out of the Tuesdays, you mentioned um, a former Michigan assistant, Jed Fish, is the yep. head man there yep. at Arizona, and they've had a heck of a year. They've won yep. six games in a row. Right. And you know Oklahoma, their quarterback is headed to. Oregon. They got a five-star right. kid. They're going to be playing in this game. So that to me, this is the the highlight at least of the next two days, taking yeah. the games that are going to be played here. I kind of like, um, I kind of like Arizona in that game. Um, the, you know, the pack, the, the pack conference uh, had a great <laughs> off season um, before um, or uh, a preseason, whatever you want to call it, non-conference schedule. They, they did very well in non-conference games and um, fish has done outstanding at Arizona. What a turnaround he's, he's created there. And I think this team is uh Gearing for the future. I think this is a good kickoff for their team, and uh, I think they're going to be ready to go. Antoine not seeing it with USC either in that uh, Holiday Bowl. That gets us to Friday. Some some bigger names in, in the bigger bowls. You know, Gator Bowl, that's been being played for a very long time. You got Clemson and Kentucky. You got Oregon State, the, uh, the last of the two, but now they found a conference. They're taking on Notre Dame. You want to look at the opt-outs with uh, with Jonathan Smith going to Michigan State and then Notre Dame, all of their players uh, have elected to go pro or in the transfer portal in the Sun Bowl. 
Memphis and Iowa State is in there. Then then there's this one. We're waiting to see a couple Ohio State players like uh, Maserati Marv. I would assume that he would not play in the game since he could be picked as high as number two in the NFL draft. But I like Missouri in that game. Me too. I like Missouri in this game. Uh, I, I I think Ohio State Ohio's losing some people. Uh, I I um I would be very concerned uh, losing the quarterback. Uh, I thought um, you know he, he had some questionable uh, mobility, but I thought he threw the ball well against us, and I thought he uh, he performed pretty well. Um, yeah, he had the two interceptions, but uh, both were um, you know I think his team helped create those interceptions too. So. I, I don't uh, I don't like Ohio in this game. I like uh, Missouri in that game. How about uh, Penn State? They play on Saturday in the Peach Bowl. You got Maryland, unfortunately, Talia. And, of course, their great linebacker has transferred to uh, Michigan. I'm talking about from Maryland. So those uh, Big Ten teams, Maryland's going to be a shell of their team. Just like Florida State, you know, you said they're a great team, 13-0. You can understand that. But now even their their backup quarterback is in the transfer portal. Uh, for this game against the or in against Georgia in the Orange Bowl, and what's a, a sixteen and a half point underdog considering the uh, defections and the team from right around here. You're familiar. You're, you're familiar with a little Mac Ball Toledo. They lost their first game mm-hmm. of the year at Illinois, and then they lost in the Mac title game to Miami of Ohio. But then ripped off those eleven sandwiched in between those. Although Wyoming. They're sending their coach off. They're, he's playing his last game, so they're trying to win one for the Gipper there. So, um, And they beat Texas Tech this year at the beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Wyoming beat Texas Tech early in the season. So that Wyoming team, they've got they got some players. They're, they're tough to beat in, uh, uh, is it Larrabee, uh, Wyoming? They're tough to beat there, but uh, they've got some players. And uh, like I said, they beat Texas Tech. Um, I'd be uh, concerned if I was Toledo in that game. All right, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, you you need something to do. You, you might want to wake. Now, Jerry, you'll be out in California, and, you know, so I don't know if you're going to have time to watch these games. You're going to be tailgating. You're going to be en route, you know, to Pasadena. You're going to be maybe at a tailgate or whatever else. But Wisconsin and LSU, you've got Liberty out of Conference USA taking on Oregon, and then Iowa. There they are. They were in the Big Ten Championship game, as everyone knows, taking on the uh, former Wolverine signal caller, Joe Milton, in the Citrus Bowl at 1 o'clock. All of that to get you to 5 o'clock in Michigan. I, I don't know, Jerry, are you going to have a chance to see any of these games? What's your What's your plan on New Year's Day in the morning and then in the early afternoon? Well, I, I plan on uh, uh, getting out to Pasadena as soon as possible. I got to talk to my uh, my old roommate, Vinny DeFelice, and we got to figure out our game plan, but I want to get out to Pasadena as soon as possible. Maybe get breakfast at the 1881 Club that we used to frequent after uh, bowl games and um, uh, nights out. Maybe they're open for breakfast and uh, watch some games there, and then uh, head over to the uh, Pat, uh, to the Rose Bowl and watch Michigan beat Alabama. Um, I tell you what, I'm not looking at uh, a very good uh, um, bowl season for some of these big 10 teams uh i think i was going to get beat i think uh um maryland Mar- uh, maryland's going to have a tough time who's the other one i saw up there that just stuck out lsu's playing who wisconsin that's a i don't think that's a brainer i think that's a no-brainer right there um you know oregon 
Might be a little bit down with Liberty, but I, I just uh, I don't think Liberty's seen uh, the kind of talent that uh, Oregon's going to uh, present to them. So I'm going to go with Oregon on that one. But um, I like Michigan, and I uh, and I like Texas. You like Texas? Okay, so I, I like uh, I like Washington in that other semifinal. I like not only Odunze, I like all three now wide receivers that that Penix has. And if there's one way to beat the Longhorns, it is through the air. And that's exactly what Washington do. I think it's a bad matchup for Texas. I have uh, the Huskies outright. All right. We want to hear more of what you think about the, the game on Monday against uh, Alabama. Mark says Alabama pretty much gives up 20 to every decent team. Do you see Michigan being seven to 13 points better than that? And can Michigan keep uh, Alabama to an OSU PSU level low twenties, maybe now I picked 27 20 right now. That's my score in this game. So uh, all the answers to what Mark has to say there, uh, I am saying, yes, I think yeah. Michigan can do all those things. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I see Michigan going seven to 13 points uh, uh, over 20. Um, I think that's a good stat to, to say every decent team. I mean, that's a pretty interesting stat right there. Um, yeah, I think Michigan is going to score, uh, between 27 and 30 points. And, uh, and I'm very interested in seeing what Jesse Manor has in store, um, for Alabama's offense. Um, this, this could be a, this going to be a very interesting, uh, matchup there. Um, we know Manor has got tricks up his sleeve and, and, um, this quarterback has, has struggled against, uh, uh, defenses that uh, confuse you. And uh, so he he's uh, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Well, I'm encouraged about Michigan's defense. All year long, they have been the, the best scoring defense in all of college football. So they do have that going for them. I think the other thing, I was sitting there on Christmas night, not thinking about Michigan necessarily. I was watching the, you know, the, the Ravens play the 49ers, but the way that um, Mike McDonald went out there and his defense was just in the right place and the way they really stuffed the 49ers uh, offense and knowing that that's the, the Michigan defense and that's Jesse Minner's pal and he's running the same defense that McDonald's running there at Baltimore and everything else. You know, I, I didn't wasn't thinking that I was going to be more encouraged about Michigan than I already was uh, in a week's time on Christmas Day, but there I was feeling more encouraged about it jerry and, and you know the month off you know i was lamenting it a little bit about wow oh, i wish they could play and you know next year they will play faster but uh i guess sooner is the, mm -hmm. the way to say it they won't have as much time off uh getting will johnson the time off he was a little bit nicked up at the end of the season michigan's corner and then oh yeah jj mccarthy who I think will be the difference in the game, getting him a month off. That's got to help him. I don't know, you know, exactly what the injury was, if he's going to be hundred percent or not, but he'll be better than he was. And, you know, th that could make all the difference in the world. So I think, you know, you're a Michigan fan. You get a lot to worry about the name Saban and Alabama and everything else. But uh, I like, and, and Michigan's got a lot of stars, Jerry, a lot of stars. They don't, they're not relying on one aspect of the game they can play a lot of different ways i like that part about them too well that that's been the key uh you know i'm going to go back to that baltimore that, that's a heck of a pipeline I, and i don't think people realize how how valuable that is when you got the phone call uh you know you got you got information a phone call away and you, you're calling your brother and your brother's defensive coordinator was your defensive coordinator a couple years ago 
and your defensive coordinator uh, worked with uh, your brother and and the old defensive coordinator. So, I mean, that that communication, that collaboration uh, is is very good and very important um, um, for us. And and, uh, it it is a great thing. And when you look at both teams, and I'm talking about Baltimore, uh, the Ravens and uh, Michigan, I mean, very similar. Very similar in, in their approaches to uh, to the game and, and how they attack and and uh, their their philosophy. So um, that that's a very underrated pipeline. Um, great great opportunity to collaborate and uh, and exchange information, and uh, that's uh, that's a big thing. Um, the other thing is, Denny, you know, you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, Every time Michigan seemed to get a little bit of a stop, meaning people tried to tend to, to stop Michigan a little bit, Michigan had an answer to go somewhere else with their strength against a weakness. And, you know, you look at Penn State. We're looking at that game. Those first three or four plays, that defensive end is up the field. I'm thinking, how the heck are we going to block them? And I knew right now the best way is run at them. And, and that's what, what Michigan ended up doing. And so that's been the really big thing that I've seen about Michigan this year. Every time somebody tries to stop something, Michigan has an answer going somewhere else and exploits what that weakness is. And that's the best way that that confuses defenses tremendously. And uh, I I think that's been a huge uh, positive for Michigan this year. Good stuff. And, And Mark was right on the feedback. He pointed out that Joe Milton, is passing up on the Citrus Bowl and, and opting out for Tennessee. And that was going to be news to me. And that just happened uh, an hour or two ago that Milton is uh, opting out for the Vols. So they got their young hotshot that they illegally promised a couple million dollars for and ended up getting them after they were already in hot water. But, hey, <laughs> you are allowed to do that. I can sit around crying about that. Uh, and you know, I will, but there's plenty of off season for that, you know, just on the offense, like, you know, the, you know, how will Michigan attack and everything else? They, uh, you know, Blake Corum is a great running back Michigan. I know they lost Zach center, but you know, they, they have a lot of capable offensive linemen. I've already talked about JJ McCarthy, what he's able to do with his legs, the way that he can throw the football. And people were worried about Michigan's playmaking ability at receiver in the off season as like Michigan just doesn't have somebody was telling me uh, Roman Wilson, you know, he can't, he's, he's not even, you know, uh, one of the top six wide receivers in the conference, but you know, if you, uh, he ended up being, you know, one of the top six in the conference, uh, outstanding season. Coach O had you take away the fourth quarter, every at three, third and a half and, and fourth quarters. I think Wilson would be up there even further. I mean, think about it. Michigan's offense and their defense. Um, really didn't play much in the fourth quarter um, until Penn State. So, well, Roman Wilson came up big. You know, he came up big. You know, he got knocked out. Was it the Maryland game? But then he came back and scored the pretty big touchdown. It was controversial a little bit. It was close uh, with a replay and everything else. But that was likely the biggest play of the game. The touchdown that he actually scored. Kojo's been big in big time games and. Uh, we know that uh, that Colston Loveland is as is, is dangerous as they come. So Michigan's got a lot of options. And then, you know, the, the wild card, I don't know how they're going to use Donovan Edwards. I would think trying to get matchups in the passing game. But, heck, when they think 
he's in there. They're thinking that, so maybe they run him. And he scored a big touchdown on the ground at Penn State on that first uh, uh, scoring drive. Well, the first one, you know, the the they really make you feel confident about Michigan offensively, or he ran that one in. So he's a nice wild card. And the aforementioned Samaj Morgan is as well. You think, yeah, they want to get the ball in his hands. Yes, yes, they do want to get the ball in his hands. How they do it, Jerry, we'll see. Maybe it'll be on some uh, end arounds. Maybe they'll actually throw him the ball, smoke screen. He's he's shown that he's a capable wide receiver as well. So I don't know. And then, I don't know, super wild card is going to Alex Orgy, which we saw a package for him against, uh, what was that, Ohio State, right? So, you know I mean? There's uh, Let's go. Let's go. A lot of wild cards, a lot of stars. Feel pretty good about it. Well, you know, like I, one of my keys of victory, uh, Denny, is uh, our quarterback has to be able to run the ball um, with design runs and with scrambles. Uh, you, we're going to take a look here. Uh, a big play on the first drive uh, by Texas. Evers uh, uh, breaks contain. Let's on, do it. Uh, let's, Texas. let's get to it, Jerry. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's All right. I mean, you're it, talking man. about it. I'm, I'm ready to see it. All right. Let, let's I, see if I'm I can ready get to this go. thing up. We ready to go? Can you see it all, Denny, or do I got to get back out and go you back have, in? You have to enlarge it. Can you enlarge it? No, I can't here. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna do- I'm gonna go ahead and advertise, Denny. I'll get it back up. Well, you know, I don't really think it's a it's an advertisement, Jerry. I think what it is is uh, an assist for all of you folks out there, and it's about Michigan and the Mason Blue Review. Join up today by going to Michigan Rivals. Dot com, and we will see you there. Now we take you to Tuscaloosa earlier in the year. One of the games of the season. This one lived up to the hype. Texas went in, and Jerry, they smacked around Alabama and beat them. Uh, what did you see when we watched this film? Go ahead. Well, I, you know what I saw? The big thing I saw was Alabama was confused on defense on several occasions. Um, I saw... Texas exploit the quick side um, or the the weak side. And when I say the quick side, then here, right here, you got three receivers versus one. The quick side is over here. The, the quick side is over here with the one receiver side. The strong side is over here with the three receiver side. And then I call the strength when there's a tight end. That would be a strength. But Texas seemed to get a lot of their action going to the quick side running the game. Um, I saw a lot of confusion on the defensive side from Alabama. I saw a lot of man coverage underneath, um, and and they blitzed. It seemed like they blitzed Texas a lot more than they blitzed Georgia and Auburn. So maybe they got out of that philosophy because Texas uh, um, exploited it. But um, they they, um, they those were the kind of things that jumped out at me at this game. This was uh, this was a, a clinic by Texas. Really, they, they re- really went after Alabama and gave them uh, everything they wanted. Okay, so here's here's the first play I picked out. Uh, remember, we are on the first drive of the game. And when we take a look at this drive, Denny, you're going to see that Texas had the ball on the first drive of the game for 10 minutes, and I think it was 14 seconds. That That's a quarter of the game almost. And, and that that's how you that's a great way to win get ball games right there. Keep the ball, control the ball, keep Alabama's offense off the field. And score points. So here we're going to see Alabama. They're going to utilize the same kind of stunt that we always use. That tackle out for contain and underneath. Watch Texas and what they do. I like what they do. They kind of pin the whole thing in. And they got everybody down inside. Now look at all this room out here. 
you can see Alabama's man on. These guys, their eyes are on their man. There's nowhere else to go. That's where they're at. Their eyes are on their man. That means they cannot fall in right away and make this play. The linebacker is man on man on the back. And so he can't get over here and make this play. And the safety is way out of the way. So watch what Texas does. They cave that backside in, that defensive end in, and Texas picks up a huge play for 11 yards, keeps the drive alive, and um, take advantage of a, a stunt by uh, Alabama. That That's a great play right there. And um, – Texas, uh, they they picked that stunt up pretty well. I was uh, I was very impressed with that. Here it is from the end zone camera. See number seventy and fifty two. They're just pinning that thing in, and there's all kinds of room out there. And that's what I saw: a lot of man coverage from Alabama, a lot of man under coverage from Alabama, which means your eyes are no longer on the quarterback, and uh, you, you're going to have a hard time making a play early. Denny, we have to. We have to get better blocking than this out of our tight ends. He's a great pass receiver. He's a from, tremendous talent receiving passes. Uh, he's a playmaker, uh, breaks games open. His blocking is very suspect, at least this early in the season. Watch him get uh, pushed around here. That just basically destroys the whole play right there. He's uh, in the backfield. We cannot allow our tight – we can't have our tight ends blocking like this. Our tight ends have got to block those six techniques and, and, and at least engage them and keep them from uh, reaching in. You're going to see it even more so from the back end. Watch how he gets into the way right there. Look at that. Look at where he's right in the hole. This is a pretty good play. If they if they stay on this double team right here and take it out, they've got a chance to make this play go. But this kid getting blocked down so far, getting uh, uh, pressed into the hole so bad, there's nowhere to go for the running back and there's a no gainer there. We have to have better blocking from our tight ends in this game. Cannot allow that stuff to happen right there. Okay, so here's Texas, first and 10, ball in the 30. Two backs, they put the tight end in motion. Three over here, three over here. Quick side runs, outside zone here. Alabama's got to respect this. They've got to have their personnel over here. What Alabama does, and we have to take advantage of this, is Alabama really angles hard. They're so fast that they're actually getting two gaps removed. And I used to call this rock. Reach, overtake, and climb. Reach, overtake by the inside guy, and then climb. Okay? And that's what um, Texas does here on this outside zone. Watch this tackle. He actually reaches outside the outside linebacker and then gets up to the linebacker. The guard actually gets to the outside linebacker, and then the center gets a three technique or the four-eye technique. Outstanding blocking right there. That's a tremendous job by that team. And, again, it's a quick side run. Alabama doesn't seem to have enough people over on this quick side. And, and I think we've seen three teams take advantage of it. So I, I expect to see uh, uh, some, some balls going away from our strength. I expect to see some reaching, some overtaking, and some climbing by that Michigan offensive line. I wouldn't mind seeing that a little bit too, Denny. I I, I like that thought. Yeah, yeah. I like outside zone, Denny. It's a it was a huge play for us. I don't think Michigan runs it all that much. Um, I'd like to see it more, especially with Edwards. 
uh, going to be taking a helm for uh, running back here next year. I think we're, we're going to be looking at going outside a little bit more. But watch this outside zone here. Watch. Look at how this guy's in a four eye. The center picks him up. This guy is in a five or six. The guard picks him up. The tackle picks up the linebacker. This is an outstanding job by Texas right here. Short, choppy steps. Watch their step, their footwork. They're short, choppy steps, and they're keeping them moving, and they're just running their path. That's all they're doing. They're running their path, and they're aiming for that outside shoulder. Once they capture that outside shoulder, they win. And that's what uh, uh, Texas did to Alabama right there. So, again, uh, I think those quick side runs are going to be uh, our big. Okay, here's Texas. There's a lot of green over here, Denny. There's a lot of green. I think Texas should have run over here. Look at what they do. They put the formation in the boundary, and pretty much all of uh, Alabama's uh, uh, personnel is to the boundary, which means that's wide open on the outside. I think Texas does themselves a real disservice by running to the strength and motioning in a, a way to the quick side. I think they would have been better off had they run some kind of counter um, away from the strength. Again, watch the tight end. He is not a very good blocker. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to see that um, for uh, game two in the national championship, but this kid, great pass receiver, dangerous kid, but he is not a good blocker right there. He's getting in the way of the center and the guard who are pulling. I would have done this, Denny. This is what I would have done with this uh, formation right here. Look at how Texas has got him outmanned. Remember how I counted, Denny? Here's a half, here's a half, here's a half. So uh, Alabama on the first two levels has three and a half. We have four. It would appear that Alabama had the numbers over here, but this guy is so far removed, he's making plays eight yards down the field. So I'm going to count that as a – Four to three advantage to the quick side for Texas. Watch the outs, the uh, tight end getting blocked there, getting knocked down. What I would have done there, Denny, I would have loved to have seen a counter right here. I would have loved to have seen a counter right here. Look at what I'm talking about right here when I say counter. No motion. Don't motion. I'm not going to show me, huh? <laughs> Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Right there. This tackle's got a great angle on the linebacker. This guard's got a great angle on the one technique. The center's got a great angle on that three technique. You pull the guard and kick out the edge player who's sitting in a six technique. You lead with the back, and you pull around with the um, – uh, with the tackle on the counter, and and you've got numbers. You've got numbers there. And I think this could be a huge play and a huge formation for us um, going against Alabama. I'm telling I, I think they have some, in my opinion, I think they have some real issues on that quick side. I think they're um, they're very uh, vulnerable on the quick side there. So I would I, I expect to see Michigan attacking that uh, that quick side. Okay, here is um, Bama, second and 12, 5.52 to go. In the first quarter, remember, this is still the first drive, Denny. This is still the first drive. 
It's taking forever, this first drive. It's over 10 minutes. It's over 10 minutes. So, Alabama, uh, okay, they're sitting at fourth and two. Texas is sitting at fourth and two. Um, Sarkeesian uh, decides to go for it, which is a good call, great call, great gutsy call here. And what does he do? He gives it a nice, easy rollout pass with a couple of rub, uh, rubs here with the receivers. Watch the receivers. They don't even get near them. They just make the path wider. So now Dawson's got to go all the way around that number five, and there's the tight end sitting in the flat. We've got to take advantage of tight ends and backs out of the backfield. I think Donovan Edwards and Loveland are going to be key, huge, huge players for us to win this ballgame. I think they're going to be uh, um, uh, hard matchups uh, for Bama's defense. They capture the edge, easy pitch and catch out there. That's yeah, that's just uh, uh, football 101 right there. Okay, so here we are, first and goal on the sixth. Denny, you know doggone well what I want to do. I want to get in here with 32 personnel, two tight ends, two fullbacks, or I want to get in here with seven offensive linemen, and I don't care what we do. We're going to end up in the end zone. Um, from five yards out. I, I, I pretty much guarantee Michigan will, will end up in the end zone from five yards out. You can't you can't have uh, – you, you, you got to score touchdowns. We have to score touchdowns against uh, Alabama, and um, that's what we have to do. We can't, we can't, we can't just let, uh, rely on field goals. I love uh, Turner, but we, uh, we've got to score touchdowns. This is what I'm talking about. Watch, number, watch this kid, number zero. Watch his block on the way in. Very soft block. We've got to have better blocking from our tight ends. Do you see that, Denny? Yeah, That's this guy, he stands, he's he's a terrible real, blocker. Real soft blocker. Real yeah. soft blocker. And we need to um, um, we need to do a better job on that uh, from our tight ends. How so, about this point, Jerry? It's it's by Mark looking at the 359 or 350 yards that Ewers had and how uh, he racked it up on Alabama. And they only ran for 100 yards. And when you hear people talk about Alabama secondary, like Kool-Aid, the guy on the other side, these guys are, are first-round talents. You were pointing out number two, the youngster back there, these DBs. They have they must have gotten better, especially uh, number two. I think he's a freshman uh, DB. They have improved back there in the secondary. Well, here's the thing, and I'm going to go with Mark on this. And we're going to take a look at him, Mark. We're going to take a look at how – Texas put all those yards up on uh, uh, Alabama throwing the ball. They occupied the safeties. They ran digs underneath and post behind it. And that is exactly what Texas did. It was a great game plan. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Hit those under routes, hit those under routes, make those safeties come up, and then send um, uh, Wilson or uh, or Johnson deep on those uh, um, behind post, and uh, that it was a very effective game plan that Texas had. The problem I had was two out of three passes here on the five, uh, on, uh, two out of three plays here on the five-yard line were passes, and uh, I, I I don't think that's the way you go at this team, not down the goal line. Well, I tell you what, look at that tight end block. That is, that's, <laughs> yeah, like that. that's soft. That is soft. Uh, I hope I'm not eating my words uh, next week, but boy, he was soft blocking there. Um, so you, we you got to score touchdowns in the red zone. Missed a uh, missed a pass there, and um, got to score touchdowns. Here you go, Denny. First drive of the game, ten minutes and fourteen seconds. Texas uh, took that ball. That will win you a lot of ball games if you can score points and uh, control the ball for that long on on drives like that. 
That's going to win you a lot of ball games. 10 minutes and 14 seconds. And Mark I think Michigan's capable of doing that kind of stuff. Yes, they are. And a lot of that was on the ground, though. A lot of that was on the ground. Here's a quick side counter. Now, when we're going to see here, Alabama loves running these four-eye techniques. I never really liked it. They 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 run these four-eye techniques in this uh, three-three stack, and I'm calling it a three-three stack because you got the linebacker here and you got three down linemen, and that's pretty much Alabama's mo. Um, but watch it. They the the these tackles are reading the guards. Okay, so when this guard blocks down, the tackle is going down with them, which makes a nice, easy block for this tackle to wash everything down. Who makes the play is this backside tackle. Instead of getting in the backside in the guard's backside pocket, which everybody talks about, what he does is he plays over the top from the center and makes the play. But if this play is blocked properly, it's another big gain to the quick side. Watch 93. He's getting washed down by that left tackle. Watch the kickout blocked by the uh, uh, right guard. Boom. He just launches this number 30 and then drives him into the ground. If this backside tackle gets the right angle and gets on that um, right shoulder of the linebacker, this play is a big, big play. Consequently, the defensive tackle makes the play because the linebacker spills it properly. He's taking it on with the inside Shoulder, spilling it back to the defensive lineman, and, and that's who makes the play. Watch it right here. Watch him. He's guard, He's reading his guard. He's reading that guard right there. As soon as this guard pulls, he's attacking the center and then fights over top of him. I'm not crazy about, I, you know, I used to love running against four eyes. I never liked playing our guys in four eyes um, because I, I always um, I always like the outside shoulder. I always like the outside shoulder. I think you can squeeze better that way. This way. You're still reading here, which makes it an easy washdown block by the tackle. Watch the tackle just um, bury this kid down past the center. He buries them all, almost to the hash mark, almost to the hash mark. Look at the hole out here. You see that hole right there, Denny? Yeah. Great kickout block here. If this tackle gets on this edge, on this side of the um, of the linebacker, if he captures the outside shoulder, this play is in the secondary for eight, 10 yards. But that's, again, running to the quick side. You got to make that block by the tackle, that 91. He does a great job playing over the top of the center. Watch him playing over the top. Center's blocking back. He's just playing right along the sideline. He's not getting any kind of penetration. Plays along the side, um, uh, the flow of the, uh, uh, of the line and makes the play. That, that's a great job by that defensive tackle right there. Yeah, that was But, nice. again, I, 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 I think um, very seriously – Quick side runs are going to be key for us. Okay, and here's what I think Mark is talking about, and here's what I think um, we can hit them with. And this is kind of what I'm talking about. Under routes, under routes, under routes, and then post behind it. This is a great design by Texas. And, again, I think Texas is a little bit confused. I think Texas is a little bit confused. You see that safety come up on the dig, which gives that post wide open. He's got leverage, Denny. That safety is playing outside. He might even be thinking he has a little help on the inside. And one other thing, 
Watch the receiver give him just a slight little head motion this way. And then cuts back underneath. Just enough to twitch his hips. When his hips are twitched, he's a step behind. Right there. Mm. See it? Yeah. See him? Right there. See his head turn that way? He's looking this way. He twitches his hips just a tad and gets his feet caught up. Great route. Great throw. And I think we can hit. I think we can throw that play a couple, three times in the game and, and, and possibly hit a couple. Uh, I really do. I think uh, Texas, uh, uh, Bama's uh, safeties are, are, are coming up. And um, I think we can hit behind them. And that's why I like those under routes. Yeah, you give J.J. some time, whether it's Roman Wilson to be able to free himself. He's got the speed, whether it's going to be Loveland or or Kojo. I mean, they can make that play. Absolutely. And we have made a play. We have made that play uh, in the past. So that's That's not something new. Okay. I think Edwards and Loveland present matchup problems for Alabama all day long. And again, this goes with my checkdowns, under routes, uh, flat routes, um, uh, boots. That's what I'm talking about with Loveland and Edwards. We got to get them involved in a game because uh, I think they present real matchup problems. Here, the the running back goes in motion, leaving Texas in empty. Now they're asking this middle linebacker to cover the back out. That's a mismatch. There's there's, there's no way he's going to make that play um, for anything respectable. There's no way. you got two blockers out in front, and the linebacker makes the play on an eight-yard gain. That's a a really good play by the linebacker, too, by the way. That's a great play by the linebacker, but it's just a mismatch. There's no way he should be uh, uh, covering that back out like that with no help. They, they, that's what I'm talking about, Denny. I think they ran a lot of man coverage, um, a lot of man coverage, and, uh, and maybe that's why they, um, um, maybe that's why they changed up a little bit against Auburn and uh, Georgia, and not and, and didn't blitz as much. So, okay, again, Edwards is going to be a problem for him, and so is Loveland. Okay, again, I think they're confused. I think number 13 should have stayed with the tight end there. The corner's got the uh, uh, the, the number three receiver, but they're confused. That that um, the safety is going with the uh, uh, number one receiver, and I'm going to point them out what I'm talking about, number one, number two, number three. Here's number one. Here's number two. Here's number three. Let me get that off there real quick, Denny. Um, one, two, three. The reason why, you count it from the, uh, the the sideline. So he's the closest, he's number one. He's second closest, number two, number three. Watch number three, goes out and takes the corner and the uh, and the uh, safety. Number, um, the, the, um, the tight end presses the inside shoulder and comes back underneath, and the number one receiver just comes across, and he vacates that uh, that safety right there. There's that safety vacating. Right behind it is the tight end. Something we do all the time. Yeah. Something we do all the time right there. And and so, you know, again, if Alabama blitzes, and now here's another thing, okay? When you blitz, 
You're getting your linebackers man on. Even though this guy doesn't come off for a pass, he steps up. He's got to respect that and cover it because he doesn't know. It could be a, it could be some kind of screen or something. He's got to step up and cover that back out, and that vacates the whole middle of the field right there. Now there's nobody left in the middle of the field. You see that, Denny? Yeah. He could have gone to the tight end. He could have taken that. He could have gone to either one coming over the middle. Either either route was wide open. One or two. One or two. Yeah. Nice to have those options. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Again, here's Alabama. They're confused. Look at that. They got three. Look at this. Three receivers out here. There's one guy covering them. Look at all this space out here. They're looking around. They're confused. They are totally confused at this point in time. Texas had them confused. And they take advantage of it. A quick, easy, simple play just got Texas or got Alabama uh, uh, confused. Okay. Here we have. Misdirection with the keys. Misdirection with their keys. We know these linebackers are reading what? They're reading these wings. They're reading these wings because the wing is going to wham. He can do all kinds of different things. Come underneath for a counter uh, in the tunnel. He can do all kinds of things. So a lot of people now are starting to read these wings. What that does is it tells the wings, hey, wait a minute, we can utilize this. Run one way and then come back around. Heck, I did that against Michigan State. Anthony Carter scored a touchdown on that play. Um, it, it's not that hard to do, and um, it's very effective. I think we can run this reverse a couple, three times, and I'm not one to run reverses and gadgets and all this other stuff, but the way ta- uh, Bama reads these uh, these uh, wings and these tight ends, I think reverses are going to be there all, all day. We saw – it was open against Georgia. It was just fumbled. We right. saw Auburn scored against it. And right. this would this one would have been a touchdown had the tight end made a block. Look at that. Who's going to make that play? There's nobody out there except one guy. That's it. Now, I would have liked Did to see the finally get a good block. Huh? Did Zero finally make a good block? No, he didn't make any block. That's why the play uh, only goes for four yards. This play should have been a touchdown. I, I would have liked to have seen the back kind of get uh, go inside and then back out. Anthony did that for me uh, and helping me on that block. But um, he doesn't, and he goes inside, and the kid makes a play. But there is nobody out there. Look at this. You got three lead blockers and one defender. This is a touchdown waiting to happen. And I, and I think we should be uh, looking to run reverses a couple, three times, maybe four times in this game. Keep them guessing. Make their linebackers wonder if the key is right. Because if they're questioning their keys, then then you got them. Then you got them. That's when that's hard to make an adjustment during a game on that one. Okay. This might be one of their answers on quick side runs. And that is going with corners, coming off, and, and blitzing. Now this this receiver doesn't get any kind of block here. He should have, you know. And I I understand he's in space and he's probably thinking he's running off with me. So you know, I don't need to get that block so much. This kid comes down and makes a great play. This is their answer. The problem with their answer though is 
if he's running if he's running downfield for uh for a um a pass a route could be wide open he could be wide open so that could be their answer uh for quick side runs i think it's risky i think that's risky under routes and crossings tight ends and backs okay watch the tight end sneak out here look at all the formation where's the strength over here right Here's all the strength. Um, well, actually, they're balanced. They're balanced. They're going to move him over and present the strength over here on the wide side of the field, which moves all Alabama's personnel over to the wide side of the field. Then the tight end sneaks out. The linebacker. Now, look at Evers. Look at Evers. He knows this linebacker is going to tell him where to go, where to throw the ball to. When that linebacker makes a play on the running back because he knows he's in man, he hits the tight end from wide open. Great play design. Nice way to delay your tight end. Again, another way to get your tight end into the game. Wide open down, um, down the sideline. And again, I thought Texas did an outstanding job confusing them all day long. Watch them delay, 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 rips the arm through. That linebacker comes up. Let's see if Evers is really looking. Where's Evers looking? He's looking right now at that linebacker, isn't he, Denny? Yes, he is. He's looking right now at him. And when that linebacker goes to the back, which is his man, he leaves the tight end wide open on the other side. Great play design. And, and Texas did this to Alabama pretty much the whole game. Okay. Motion into the strength. Quick side run, counter. Quick side run. Now, th this is really different, Denny. Usually, it's the first guy that kicks out and the second guy tunnels through. Here, Texas kicks out with the second guy and the first guy tunnels through. The guard tunnels through on this counter. Um, but the, the five technique is so wide, he can, they can get that kick out by the, um, by the tight end. But here it is, opens up. Nice hole. They're just caving everything down, pinning everything inside, and exploiting personnel matchups there. It's like Zero finally got his hat on somebody. Somebody, yeah, finally. <laughs> he finally he got, finally got something done. But uh, watch this. See, great angles. Great, great angles. They just can't. Look at all that mess inside there, Denny. Look at all that mess. There's nowhere for linebackers to run through. This linebacker number 32 is trying to run through a, a hole, and it, there's nowhere to go. It's all bottled up. And so Texas did a nice job designing their uh, quick side runs, confusing the defenses, catching them in man coverages. Did a nice job with all that. And, and who knows? Maybe Sarkeesian knows when Saban likes to go with man and when he likes to go with zone. So maybe he put him in that, those kinds of positions. This would be huge if we can pull Nugent. I hope his ankle is much better. Um, the kid was a warrior. I couldn't believe I heard what I heard about him 
in that uh, championship game. He's been a warrior all year long, and he was a warrior in that game. But if we can pull centers um, in, in this game, uh, I think it really opens up our, our run game. But here's the center and the guard kicking out, and there's a huge hole right there. This time they're running to the strength. So they're running to the tight end side, and they're running to the strength. Um, great play design. Boy, if we can do that with uh, uh, with Nugent, that would be really nice. Pulls out, kicks out, pulls out, kicks out. I want you to watch number zero again in his blocking. Now, I might eat my words next week. I, I hope I don't eat my words next week. But um, <laughs> this kid is not a, one of the better blockers you see. He comes down real soft. And the linebacker almost pushes him right back into the play. Watch it. Jeez. Look at that. You see that, Denny? Yeah. If our tight ends block like that, we don't have a prayer. We don't have a prayer. Our tight ends have got to be much better than this. This is this is unacceptable right there. That's well, I can guarantee you Varner's not gonna block like that. And Colston Loveland has been better. Much better, as much better. you know, much better. Much better. Glovelin has become a much better blocker. Yes, yep. absolutely. All right, tight ends and backs confused. They're they're confused again. Two guys right there. Two guys take the tight end, and then they both leave them for the back. Right there. Both of them are engaged in the tight end. They're in great position. Now they both leave him and go to the uh, um, tight end, leaving them wide open. This was a huge play in this game. Um, big play, big, uh, big yardage safety is, uh, out of the play. You got two receivers running off these other two DBs and the tight end is wide open. Mm. Tight ends and backs out of the backfield, I think are going to present this team some problems. And I'm sure they're much better now, but they seem very, very confused against Texas. Very confused. Wide open. Again, here's uh, Alabama confused again. Okay. There is no way. If you've got inside control, there is no way you allow the receiver get inside you. You make him fade. You make him fade. But he is thinking he's got inside help with the safety. They're confused again. He, the cornerback expects the in, inside help from the safety. He releases them inside, and the safety steps up, and the ball's thrown right behind him. Kool -Aid Texas didn't had look like his team very confused. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's their top corner. That's not very good defense. Wow. There is no way you're going to allow that to get inside if you know you have inside control. If you do – you need to get fired. <laughs> okay. okay. What do we got here? Now? All right. Here we are, Denny. This is the last drive. This is the last drive. They got a 10-point lead. Texas has got a 10-point lead. They've got to secure this victory. There's a lot of time left. They've got to get some first downs. They gotta they gotta move this ball out of uh, out of this area. So what do they do? They go with what we used to call twins. We used to call twins. Two receivers outside here, the tight ends away from the two receiver side. So you got twins over here. You got uh, two backs in the backfield with the quarterback. When you send the motion away, 
Now you tell that free safety, you got to get over here a little bit more, which leaves number one, one-on-one with this tight end. And there's a lot of distance for him to make up. What does Texas do? They run a little screen. screen. And this is a great call. Here they catch Texas on a blitz with the screen. That's what you want to do. You want to catch people blitzing when you're screening. That's the objective of a screen. Catch them blitzing. Because there's nothing behind it then. Um, Great play call. Great design. Um, great manipulation. They're moving the they're moving Alabama's defense around. Alabama's not moving uh, uh, Texas's offense. Texas's offense is moving Alabama's defense around. Great call. Okay, here we are a little bit later on in the same drive. Again, remember, Denny, they took the ball for a. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Excuse me. I'm sorry. This is uh, 27-24 at this point in time. Remember, they took the ball for 10 minutes, over 10 minutes on the first drive. Yep. So, again, here you go. Under route with a post behind it. I'll tell you what, Denny. When I was a defensive co- uh, coordinator at Benton Harbor, this pattern used to give me nightmares. Because I always knew, I always knew that safety was going to come up on it. And the leverage is on the outside from the corner. Watch the head move again by the, this receiver. He attacks the outside shoulder. Look at him attack his outside shoulder, making him widen out even more, and then bends it back in. Big play, occupy the safeties. If we want big plays, you got to occupy those safeties, make them commit, come up, and then throw it behind them. Great move. Wide open. Touchdown. And I think that's what Mark was it was yeah. saying. That's where it was, Mark. That's where it was, right there. Mark Under Rock bringing the uh, safeties up and throwing the post behind it. And I think we can accomplish this three or four times in the game. And I mean, when I say accomplish it, run it three or four times in the game. Let's see how many times we can uh, succeed. I'll tell you this, if they don't knock J.J. off his spot, I mean, yours is back there. Just It looks like he's in a scrimmage. It looks like he's got a yellow jersey on. They don't touch him. Well, you know what, Denny, I'll tell you what. You know, yours is a heck of a quarterback. There's no question about it. But I'll tell you what, I think J.J.'s mechanics are better. I think J.J.'s mechanics are better than uh, yours. I know he's a much better runner. So um, I, I, I look for J.J. to have a big, uh, big game. Here they are now. Okay, now we're at 34-24. Ten points. They've already started deeper in uh, in um, in Texas's territory. They're moving the ball along. Um, they've got to finish this game. They've got to secure it. Huge play here. What is it? Alabama's confused again. Look at this, Denny. Here's the strong side of the field. Here's the strength. Here's the tight end. Here's the strength. They only have two people over here on this side. And he's confused. He's like, what? i got to take these three guys on by myself? Are you kidding me? And this is late in the game. They're trying to win a ball game. They're trying to make a stop here. Third down and seven. And Texas runs right up the gut and picks up the first down and pretty much ices the game. That's the game right there. Look at this. How are you going to defend that? 
if I'm a, if I'm the coach and I, I I tell my quarterback if you see anything like that just go straight and let's go tell everybody <laughs> let's go just run it right down look at that there's nobody over here there's one guy against three yeah you're in trouble you're in trouble watch him now watch him get back into play look at him what are you doing guys what the heck kind of defense is that Alabama was confused against Texas. Hopefully, we can do the same thing to them. And I think we can. We, we have done that all year long. And uh, I, I think we can confuse them. You know, here's uh, Texas. Not a great running team, supposedly, right? And they're running the ball right down their throat in the uh, when the game counts and everybody knows they're running the ball. So. And that's what we want to see. With uh, three minutes to go, Alabama fans leaving in droves. <laughs> yeah, empty seats. That's all I got, Denny. Well, I'll tell you, Jerry, now Michigan staff with uh, with Jim Harbaugh and Sharon Moore as the offensive coordinator and Kirk Campbell as the quarterback coach, if they, they'll watch all of this film, if they can do some things. They did have Alabama confused, and, and you, you pointed that out. If Michigan – can run away from the strength into the boundary on the short side into some of these runs. It's there. AJ Barner is an excellent blocker and Colston Loveland. These guys, not only can they make hay running out of the backfield and down the seam, but also both of these two are going to be key in the blocking game. Wilson down the seam on those under routes, along with uh, Donovan Edwards or Blake Corum out of the backfield. You give JJ that time and then, Hey, However you want to get the Alabama going from side to side, but it looks like some of uh, both Texas in this game. Uh, Auburn obviously did it. Georgia tried, but they fumbled the game away. Get that ball, get a little misdirection there, and and run a reverse. I mean, I would think it would be Samaj Morgan, but, heck, you could put Donovan Edwards. you got a couple guys that are burners in there. We've seen Kojo on some reverses, and Roman Wilson might be the fastest guy in the field. Put him in there. Michigan Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, that's what I took away from today, Jerry. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, like I, I, I want to see, I would love to see us put the uh, strength into the boundary, meaning our strength into the boundary, because I think it really leaves their, uh, the, the wide side of the field wide open um, against Bama. And um, so I'd like to see that, but um, those, you know, the, that's what I'm thinking, you know, JJ's got to be able to run. I think the quick side is there. I think those, um, uh, check downs, those passes to their backs out of the backfield, and those tight end passes on um, on um, on uh, boots and and uh, flat passes. I think those are there. And uh, by running those under routes, I think that post behind it's going to be wide open again. Denny, I hated that pattern as a defensive coordinator. I hated it because I knew that safety was going to come up. And Texas did it to him twice and burned him big time for touchdowns. Jerry, great film study. We enjoyed it. We want to wish you a happy new year. You are on your way to Cali. Bring back a victory, and uh, we'll be talking with you before the championship game. Great job. Safe travels. Enjoy your time out in Pasadena. Danny, thank you. Hail to the victors. Let's go, baby. Let's get a win. There he is. Happy Jerry. New